Oh, that's nice. And so he did the album and they brought him on as a um, consultant, like a... A musical consultant. Exactly. Like, are we actually nailing this right? Is this really how you guys act in real life? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. Authenticity is always important. So outside of those two th- two things, I hadn't really heard anything. Hmm. Well, we're going to put a spoiler alert in effect here because I, I don't want to be constrained t- yeah. from spoilers, but I also know how much I hate spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, by all means, go watch it first, then come back and let's talk about it. Um, the the opening of this kind of shows a character. Uh, he's a, a middle school band teacher. Uh, I was in band in middle school, so uh, I can see how frustrated he might have been because <laughs> I was not a great band student. Right. Um, not that I was disruptive or anything, just that I never learned how to read music and I just, huh. I would just memorize my part, which is not a good way to learn an instrument yeah. because then you can never pick up anything new. It's you true. know what I mean? It's yeah. dumb. Um, so he's teaching middle school, uh, band and gets an offer to play in a jazz, a professional jazz band. Yeah. And he's very excited about it. Uh, narrowly escaping death as he leaves his audition for this band and then totally falls down an uncovered manhole. You were totally screaming at him too. You're like, be careful, watch (laughs) out. I know. I don't think movies are supposed to be as interactive. I treat it like it's a 19, like 1950s drive-in where I'm like, don't go in there. (laughs) The killer's right behind you. It's true. Uh, He falls in a manhole and dies. And legitimately, at this point, I said, oh, my gosh, did he just die? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he did. Yeah. He just died. Yeah. And then I was like, of course he did. It's the whole name of the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's a soul now. Um, it makes so much more sense. Yeah. And now we're only like four minutes into the movie. Yeah. It was quick. Well, it's a little longer than that. And that's why I thought the whole, uh, just as a first note, I thought the beginning of the movie could have been drastically slimmed down. Um, I think it would have been interesting to see him on his cell phone talking to somebody about the thing he just landed and then he dies. Mm. And then we spend the rest of the movie trying to figure out what it is he's trying to get back to. Oh, yeah. I think that would have been more interesting personally. But uh, I digress. Of course, up to this point, the animation is always beautiful. Pixar always does beautiful work with of course. their animations. Uh, the music's all really well done. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even though it, the beginning was a bunch of middle school. <laughs> yeah. It was a bunch of middle school band kids. So the beginning wasn't perfect, obviously. Uh, but then uh, we get into kind of a afterlife pre life section that I, I felt like was rushed. Like I didn't quite understand where they were jumping to back and forth from with this. Because uh-huh. he decides, of course, that he's not ready to die. Right. So he goes off the beaten path to where he's supposed to be and ends up in a pre-life situation, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're training new spirits to to go to Earth is the idea, right? Yeah, and he makes a run off of the uh, escalator type thing. Yeah, totally what I would do on my way to heaven. You, you would take a detour <laughs> on the way to heaven? 
<laughs> no, if I ever made it even close to heaven, I'd be like, score, I'm in. <laughs> Somehow somebody, I have fooled you all. Exactly. Somebody did your math wrong because <laughs> I do not. Okay. You better hope I'm up there doing the math because I am horrible <laughs> at it. You'll totally get in. Uh, and so he he's trying to find a way to get back to Earth figures out that the only way that he can do it is to get be involved in this mentorship program that mentors new spirits trying to find their quote-unquote spark yeah um so that they become a fully realized person i guess yeah uh, a passion of sorts or something that brings them joy uh and uh he is uh matched up with number 22 who has been preparing to go to Earth for a very, very long time. Yeah, because we're in the billions, right? right? Yeah. Before that one, like tens of billions of people, and then all right. of a sudden, then they're like 22. So like basically like shortly after Adam and Eve right. was 22. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she is rather obstinate about not really honestly caring to go to Earth. She has no real passion right. for anything. And so his whole goal is great. We'll get you the badge that sends you to Earth, but then you can give it to me and you never have to go and I'll go back because I want to go back. Mm. And that's kind of the general concept of the show. I feel like there's so much more going on. Oh, there totally is. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the show. Uh, Yeah, it it was a great show. I liked it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. The thing about these kind of shows um, that I both think is a a pro and a con for this kind of film is that it is such a massive concept um, and such an obscure, right on brand for us, obscure idea that they're trying to portray that sometimes they get ahead of themselves and trip over their own tongue and trying to get all these concepts into this movie. And it feels a little rushed sometimes for me. And... I also don't know that it's necessarily going to grab younger children's attention. Well, see, and this is the question I was going to ask. Are okay. Pixar movies for kids anymore? Because <laughs> I really don't think they are. Um, yeah. I guess, I don't know if kids liked uh, Inside Out. They might have, right? Did they? Yeah, they're they colorful characters was, running around. It was pretty fun. But I thought that like the level of concept for that show was pretty, um, pretty high end. Sure. Um, and I guess it's a good way to explain it to kids. So good for them. Yeah. But this concept, and I guess if you're trying to explain heaven and the meaning of life to people, this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I'd use this movie for that. But it's definitely, I think that my takeaway from this movie was more along the lines of um, don't take anything for granted, right? Enjoy the little things and pursue passions that you have. Uh, because life is short and you don't really know when your moment is up. So like we've started this out, don't live with regrets. Go for what you really want to do. You know what I mean? It's true. Which is a great thing to teach kids. At a young age, that's exactly the thing you should be teaching them. Explore new ideas. Go out and find things that are fun for you. Um, Try new things without being afraid of failing because you just have to try things to find what you is what excites you right yeah the other thing i completely loved about this show is when they did talk about the meaning of your spark you know that so many people do think that it's the big career it's the big thing in your life and yeah it's really more about all of the things going on in your life on your way to getting there yeah like there's um you know it's it that thing is never going to be the thing that makes you happy um yeah life doesn't have a singular goal 
you can't say, okay, once I, I don't know, once I get married, then my I'll be complete. Well, you've got a whole lot of life to live after you get married. Yeah. You know, potentially. Um, or you can't say, oh, once I land that one job, I'll be happy forever. It's just not possible. No. You can't mm-hmm. set these kind of finite goals in life. So I think a lot of, yeah, like what you said, the idea is enjoy the small victories along the way. Enjoy the the tiny things that happen throughout your life that you can go, oh, I really enjoyed just sitting in the sun for a minute out in the park that day. That yeah. was a nice memory for me. Um, along with the big victories, the small ones are important too. Oh, very true. Thank you, Sol. So what we learned from you. Yeah. That's always exciting. So I thought that was a, a very fun part of the show. Um, completely loved it. I loved it. I loved the new concept, of, not concept, of it, but like uh, it, it felt like a brand new thing that we had never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so many of the other things you're like, oh, okay, this feels so much like these other two or three movies. Yeah. But they're all kind of that same time. But this one was the one of the, I, was, I said, no, I really don't think this has felt like anything that I've seen before. Right. And this is something that I complain about a lot, uh, both on this podcast and off, is sequels, prequels, and remakes. Yeah. I dislike the concept of there's no new ideas, so let's just remake something. Or there's no new ideas, so let's try and make a sequel to this. This was an, a completely original new concept with all new characters. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate that kind of risk. Yeah. Because that's the only way that we move forward in any kind of genre at all. Completely true. But for movies especially lately, we're getting a lot of prequel, sequel, remake stuff. That are all interconnected that go back decades of years. Right. Yeah. And I I appreciate the risk that it takes to say, well, let's let's go completely out of left field and try something completely different. And that's the great thing about Pixar is that they tend to not be afraid of something completely bizarre. A really out there, off the wall concept does not scare Pixar. Yeah. Like, what are the emotions in your heads? What if they were all actual people? You know, even that one reminded me a little bit. We talked about it uh, in the past that there used to be a show called Herman's Head. And yeah. every time anything ever happened, then it would go to like this scene that was, and it was like, it reminded me a little bit of that, but then it explains it on a much better level that I yeah. enjoy a lot. So it did feel very original as well. But this movie, yeah, I've never really thought of this in cartoon format before. Yeah. So 100% for that, I applaud it. And for them to invest, I don't know, $120 million into such a thing. Oh, my goodness. Is that how much it costs? Probably. Uh, that's, I should look it up for sure. But um, it, they all tend to be that much money when they build it, when they make these movies mm. nowadays. And yeah, they did a high level. You can tell they put a lot of, um, infer- like they sought out every little detail to make sure it was right in yeah. a lot of ways. And I, I totally appreciated that. What was really fun, too, is that before watching this, um, we did watch uh, the inside Pixar things on Disney+. Plus. Oh, uh-huh. And they had a small section uh, with one of the artists talking about Soul. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, that was really fun for me to get a little bit of insight into the making of without actually seeing the film. Right. Uh, because uh, they talked about uh, there are characters in the movie that are basically one solid line. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they talked about how they they do that as a, a practice thing for a lot of uh, situations. 
uh, draw a person, draw a face without lifting your pen or whatever. And so when you see them in the movie, instead of just thinking, wow, this is a weird abstract creature that they've just created, you can kind of go, okay, I see what they did there. This is the all one continuous line creation type thing. I forgot that we had seen that on there from that really cool lady. Yeah. And that she made him out of like wire and stuff. Yeah, as she well. learned how to do wire sculpture just to try to put them into a 3D space. That's complete. I totally forgot. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, there which, you go. Which is really cool. And uh, they also talked about how they had um, not just musical consultants, but they had cultural consultants for people um, in the African-American community to help give their character a more realistic uh, life, basically. Uh, it's It was very interesting to see that their, their one of their main contributions was the barbershop. Um, right. Which I never thought of. I, of course, I wouldn't. I'm a white guy, I mm-hmm. guess. They they talk about how the barbershop for a lot of African-American people is a touchstone where they go in and they talk and they work problems out and whatnot. And I will say the scene that they have in the barbershop was one of my favorite ones. It was. Quite honestly. Yeah, it was a really good scene. Because it felt authentic. The characters were instantly fleshed out and recognizable. And it, I think it was one of the best scenes out of the whole movie, personally. Mm, I could see that. Yeah. Wish I could go. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> but that's that's the other only other issue I had with this, is that sometimes their rapid-fire movement and trying to get these big concepts into this movie left a little bit to, to be desired with their character developments. Um, the, the great character that Graham Norton plays. Oh, right. Uh, he plays kind of like a, a lack of better word, hippie, new age <laughs> kind of character. Yeah. He's a sign spinner. And um, I thought, man, that could have been a really interesting character. But they kind of keep on building him up to be interesting and then abandoning him and then building him up to be interesting and then abandoning him. So I'm not sure where they wanted to go with that character, but I felt like there was something more there. Does that make sense? Possibly. I mean, it could be a lot like Flash. We only saw him a couple of times in Zootopia, right? And he totally did what he was supposed to do in that movie. Right. But he also, his character was 100% defined within the first three seconds of him showing up. Yeah, that's true. And Graham's character, while he was super fun, I felt like could have been more. But overall, I think all the characters were likable enough. Uh, I wouldn't say that there's even actually a villain of this movie. It's more of just other than the pothole, other than the yeah, other than the, the uncovered manhole. Um, <laughs> that's the real villain, kids. Watch out for open holes in the ground. They're actually called maintenance holes now. Oh, right, yeah. All right, learned something. Uh, so I like that there wasn't like a an entity chasing them there kind of is but it's not really that he's not malevolent yeah uh so it really was kind of more of an introspective self-evaluation look at your life kind of movie and less of a uh we're on on the run from something maybe that is why i liked it so much more than is because of that, because of the non-villain aspect. Like, I love the villains. Every show I see, I love the villains. I want a whole show of nothing but villains. Yeah. Um, but 
uh, but yeah, it was I, I nothing liked, with an active threat in this movie. You know why? Is, why is there always got to be problems? <laughs> <laughs> is dying not enough of a problem for a movie anymore? Seriously, <laughs> seriously, that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so we didn't give away too much, but there is a lot to watch in this. Uh, you may want to watch it more than once just to try to catch everything. But overall, might as well. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Well, if you it's free, if you've got Disney Plus, uh, give me a score, Steve. What do you got? Uh, I would give it an A. Um, I'd give it an A. If wow, it was grade. That's an aggressive score. I like to give. Yeah, you like to give good scores. Uh, sometimes. Um, I would give it a B minus. I loved it. It's totally watchable. Have no regrets in watching it. Was it my favorite one? No, it wasn't. But still worth watching in my opinion yeah yeah it's not a monster's inc but you it's know not. <laughs> but it's still good right so uh, i can't understand why i love that movie so much but i just love you monsters really inc. are a fan it's fun uh so go watch soul if you haven't uh enjoy it let us know what you think but it's like i always say don't ever ask me to actually play the trombone because i can't remember how Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.